my name is Joe DiBiase. I am efforting to not scratch every single bug bite on my body right now. I've probably got about a hundred of them. And I'm uh, Jordan Hanskin, and I made a very weird noise trying to clear my throat today. <laughs> it was horrific. <laughs> that was also a weird uh, fact or factoid to intro with, but I like it. People are probably like, "What is this?" I don't think. What, they what am I, I listening think, to? I don't think people understand yet what we're doing. But I when we start here, but that's because I don't even know if we. I know under, understand what we're doing when we start here. It's just so kind of imagine, random. Whatever comes to mind. Imagine the guy that just. It's like, I'm going to listen to the Lockdown Sabres. You know, I like the Sabres. I haven't listened to a podcast on them in a while and listens to that for the first <laughs> two minutes. They immediately what? shut it off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, and this is the Lockdown Sabres podcast. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at SneakyJoeWGR. Jordan's on Twitter at JR Hanskin. You can check out a couple of our latest episodes. We talked about Alex McGillney being, being uh, left out of the 2020 Hall of Fame class. We went through some d- recent draft history as well in a couple of our recent episodes i thought was fun a fun exercise and we had the draft lottery on friday night we'll spend a lot of time talking about that and we actually have this this article i don't even know if i want to call it an article fan-sided which is its own story itself as a website uh, a guy named brad Berriman. Uh, and it actually was from one week ago, but it was just brought up today. Howard Simon from WGR retweeted it. He had found it. Uh, it had been posted a week ago. It was five NHL teams that should make an offer for Jack Eichel. And I don't mind stories like that being written. I mean, it's slow right now. There's nothing really happening. And to be fair, if I were someone covering another team, I would be like the first guy being like, yeah, go throw the, the farm at the Sabres for Jack Eichel. But some of these deals are just amazing. Like it's not throwing the farm. It's like two pieces. We'll, we'll talk about it. We'll get there in a second. But um, before we get to that travesty of a, of a, of a piece on the internet, um, the lottery and not watching it, we were both uh, camping actually over the weekend with, uh, with a couple of friends. And like, did, did you think about it once while it was happening? I, I know like some of the guys we were with were updating us on it or like, like bringing it up but i swear like if that hadn't happened i don't know if i would have thought about the lottery happening once it's like i wasn't it wasn't on my radar uh and i think most of that is because like where the sabers are at just in general um yeah i mean at eight o'clock i was like oh yeah that's happening now and then i just waited for the results to come in um i mean the sabers are i think uh your radio station talked about it earlier um that you know the sabers are just kind of like the 2000s bills they're just in the middle of the pack middle of the bottom of the pack so like they're not that's the hardest place to crawl out from too it's the worst place to be in sports because you don't get the you don't get the top players in the drafts and you you don't get any excitement in being in the playoff hunt Mm -hmm. like the sabers kind of were the in the hunt team for part of the season and then of course they didn't get to play Montreal that what was it Thursday night. So yep. didn't get a chance to make the playoffs. So, I mean, now they're eighth, they pick eighth. Yep. And they'll pick eighth for the fourth time in eight years. It's become a popular pick of theirs. And that we got this, first of all, the NHL, the, the, their name for the placeholder team, like why do they have to go and complicate everything? But that's the NHL. <laughs> uh, Des- Alpha designated unknown team is who won the first overall pick. And 
like if the day that they rerun the lottery for the first overall pick, and this is assuming by the way that they don't just not play, which is absolutely a possibility. There've been rises in cases in Nevada and in Florida and in Arizona, lots of places in the United States. And there's reason to believe right now that Vegas is still a strong candidate to be a hub city. And with what's going on in Nevada, like you're, there's no guarantee that you're playing these games. So, if that doesn't happen, we're going to have a whole new uh, load of questions on what happens. It's probably just going to be, and I think it was reported that it will likely be the that the bottom eight teams left. Uh, so like no Pittsburgh, you know, like Chicago would be in it, Montreal, the Rangers, the teams that would have missed the playoffs had the, the season ended when it did um, instead of the, this twenty four team stuff. But now you have a situation where like could if we had to if you had to rank the most the, annoyed you would be the most disgusted you would be the the most like oh come on they won the first overall pick there are a lot of teams that are in this qualifying round where if they lose that is going to be the feeling and I would probably go and you tell me if you think differently on this I would probably go Chicago number one and they were not a team that was going to make the playoffs but I'm just sick of the Blackhawks I'm sick of them on NBC I'm sick just sick of them in general oh never it, that, oh, we'll get into that then in a second. Chicago, I would be the worst for me. Uh, Edmonton would be the second worst just because they've won the lottery <laughs> enough. It's like they finally that have would a good be the season. Best. That would be so funny. Oh, <laughs> my be, God. And then Pittsburgh would be bad and Toronto would be bad. Like Those are my top four there, I think. Oh, it's definitely uh, Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's number one for me. Pittsburgh would be the most infuriating thing. They're like, oh. Uh, the Penguins, their their two stars are aging. Let's just let's let's trot another one in there, so then we can get Crosby on NBC more. Um, I'm trying to look at look at teams possible. Pittsburgh, Toronto for sure would be disgusting, yep. and then like the other, uh, I guess the other original six teams that aren't mainly teams in the East. I don't want to get it. Like I don't, I do not want the Rangers to get it. Yeah. Uh, Montreal, I'd be okay with. I'd be okay with that because, like, they are kind of bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like they could have won it in a regular lottery sure. format. Uh, but, but if yeah, they Toronto win it, Toronto and Pittsburgh would be <laughs> disgusting. If Montreal wins it, though, here's the thing. Right now, what we say is, well, it's kind of sucks. The Sabers were supposed to play Montreal that night, and they could have made this 2014 tournament had they played it and won. Well, if Montreal wins the first overall pick after losing to Pittsburgh, then what you could say is, hey, too bad the Sabres didn't play Montreal that night because if they had played them and won, <laughs> they would have not only made the 2014 tournament, they'd also now have Ugh. the number one overall pick. Yeah, that's a that's a, that's a a dark rabbit hole I don't really want to go down. <laughs> um, but if I was thinking of it, I love doing the conspiracy thing where I think all the lotteries are fixed. Mm. Um <laughs> They, well, you know, there's only two because there's McDavid only two went of them. To Edmonton. McDavid went to Edmonton, so you know nothing's fixed. Oh, I know. I think the NHL wanted that. I think they wanted that bad. Oh my god, what? That makes no sense. I, well, I think, or maybe some old boys in the Canadian club said, oh. "We need him. We need new Gretzky in Gretzky Land." Oh. Um, and my, if I had to pick the team that I think they wanted, they want to win this lottery the most. It's Montreal. That's the team that I think they want. They want to win this the most. 
I um, would have I would have thought and one that, I don't think NB I don't think NBC has much power as we think they do. I don't I, think I don't think that that's the reason. I think TV, they love original six though. TV is how you market your stars though, and you got to get eyeballs on these guys. And maybe NBC doesn't have power, but like TV does to me. And Detroit and Buffalo are the two teams that get the highest ratings that are just down in the dumps and can't climb out. And I, I understand like the Rangers and the Canadians and the Blackhawks, like these teams to me sell merchandise. They sell tickets. They sell TV revenue. Like they sell everything. Uh, what For the most part, regardless of like the superstars on their team, I think if anything, if you're the NHL, you have to kind of accept what you are as a product. And you have to accept that. I don't know. You, I think you need to start to drive more towards the the individuals, and that's who you're marketing, not necessarily the teams. And I think the NHL's always got that wrong. They've always marketed the original six franchises. They've always marketed the team, 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 and not the individuals, and not the superstars, not the players. That's kind of what the NBA does better than anybody. That's the nature of that sport more. So I get it, but. Like McDavid, man, he's been buried in Edmonton. Nobody on the East Coast, 90% of hockey fans, see him once or twice a year. If he had been on the Rangers, for instance, or the Flyers, in when they if they had won the lottery in 2015, he would have been such a bigger star. Like He's nowhere near what the stardom is right now in North America that Sidney Crosby is in the United States. He's not near the stardom that Sidney Crosby is. If you look at jersey sales, anything. He's not up there, and it's because he plays in Edmonton. And if you're trying to sell hockey to people in the United States, they don't know where Edmonton is. Yeah, but you're making my point for me because I also think the NHL is really, really stupid. <laughs> and so they wanted him in Edmonton <laughs> I like without <laughs> realizing any of the negatives that are yeah. associated with Edmonton. Okay. And I think like last year, what happened last year was the Devils and the Rangers. Yep. Like they wanted, and the Black- they wanted- and the Blackhawks were third. And the Blackhawks were third. They that one it blew my mind. I was like, they're they're doing this on purpose. They want all these teams back in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe less so the Devils, but like the Rangers and Blackhawks for sure. And now I'm thinking, I think they want Montreal back in the mix. I think I think hockey is like you want those rivalries to be great. The Toronto, Montreal, Boston thing. And I think their their argument for you know, not worrying about Buffalo and Detroit is that, oh, we're going to get their ratings anyway. They could be the worst teams ever, and they're still going to, you know, have good ratings. Mm-hmm. So I think they they let Buffalo. And Darlene, yeah. they threw us a bone. That was it. They, they just I threw just, the favors a bone. You could make a case for any team. I, I can't I can't get on board with the they're fixing it. I think the NHL is oh, too dumb. I think the NHL is too dumb to be able to fix it and get away with it without being caught. So to me, I don't think that they're. I don't think they're doing it. We've we've. So do we've you think of, the MB, So do you think I'm one for two? Then do you think? I think the you're NBA maybe one for it? two. I think you're maybe one for two. Maybe the NBA maybe. does fix it. If someone does it, it's the NBA. How about that? I'll give you that. <laughs> um, we've gone down a rabbit hole here on the draft lottery and fixing it, which is funny that that's happened here. By the way, real quick before we do get back to the Sabers, uh, interesting headline today. Interesting quote from Pierre Maguire when he was on radio in Pittsburgh, the the opponent for Montreal in the first round of this qualifying tournament. Uh, he said Carey Price is forty sixty to play in this season restart. And that's going to happen, I think, a lot 
in the NHL. It's already happening in sports. We saw Ryan Zimmerman in baseball today for the Washington Nationals say that he's not playing in a restart. We saw Avery Bradley for the Los Angeles Lakers say that he's not coming back in a restart. And then the Lakers had to go make another signing to be able to fill his hole. So this is happening in sports. This right here, though, like this is very this is as impactful as it gets for this qualifying round. We who's the example we've always used when talking about, oh, it's only a five game series, a shorter series coming off a couple months break. Like you never know, carry price in a short series, right? Like that's what we've been using as the example of maybe there being more upsets. And I still think there could very well be upsets, but like Montreal's hopes of beating Pittsburgh in the first round to me are zero if they don't have carry price. Well, who's who's their backup? Uh, their Jose backup Pidor? is <laughs> Cristobal Huey. <laughs> Uh, Keith Kincaid, former oh, he's, he's not, he's not horrible, but yeah, her. I mean, Terry Price is arguably the best. I wouldn't think he is the best, but he's this year. He's he always, the best. but he's, he's always, he's always labeled as one of the best. Yeah, he's capable of carrying a team. I, he, I thought he was actually pretty bad this year, but again, he he is. At his best, he can carry you as far as uh, as he'll take you. Um, uh, b- before we get to uh, too far away from the draft and the lottery, so this is the fourth time in eight years Sabres will be picking eighth. Rasmus Ristolainen in, in 2013, Alex Nylander in 2016, and Casey Middlestat in 2018. Of those three picks, how would you res- how would you rank them in terms of their how they've ended up? Because even though Nylander was the worst pick, I think result-wise, getting Yoki Haru for Nylander has that pick's actually maybe gone the best. Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, okay. the results is what I'm. The pick is the worst easily. Uh, yeah, I guess if you do it that way, then it's Yoki Haru Risto Middlestat. Yeah, and if it's just the picks, then Nylander's last. Yeah, well, yeah, because. I don't think I think Risto's takes a lot of the like the brunt of it all for how they've lose they lose all the time. But mm-hmm. he's just a cog in the machine, you know. If you take if you told me that we would get, you know, a top four defenseman, mm-hmm. even a top six defenseman at pick eight at that spot, I'd be I'd be pretty okay with that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a little disappointing, but like if Risto played the role that he was supposed to play, you would think that he would be solid. Yep, you would think. I so. feel like if if you trade him to a contender, and he plays like fifth defenseman minutes, mm-hmm. he would be effective, especially in playoffs. I'd love to he see what he can do in the playoffs. He would be, and then we'll we'll talk more extensively. I'm actually in the process right now of going through film on Casey Middlestat. I'm ve- I was very interested <laughs> in the past couple weeks. I know does it does that sound fun? Uh, but like I, Americans I mean, games or Minnesota, no, like Saber Saber games, like how wow. he, what he was with the with the Sabers, and I, we'll do a more extensive uh, episode on Middlestad just in general. But I'm not ready to give up on him as a pick. But I definitely think he's a limited player. I've never seen a player fan on pucks as much as I've seen Casey Middlestad in my entire life. Like it's not even close. Like he does it so consistently it's almost amazing to me with how much he fans on pucks that he was able to even put up 25 points in a season uh at, at his weight and his size because i it's amazing to me how he does that but there's a lot more to go on middle stat so and, this is like that's like the yeah. biggest insult you could give a hockey player isn't it that's that's what a duster is 
pretty i mean kind of like yeah are you like calling he's got Casey a little middle, I'm, not, a duster? I'm not quite calling him a that duster, should be the title of the pod there's a Casey little duster, duster question mark <laughs> all right that's a future one then fine well duster question mark he's got a little bit in him so um mm. we'll get there do you think uh, a, like yeah. that could be mental i don't know i don't i don't it, really it know could be. All about it, might, it i don't I, it's it's either mental it's like a tick maybe or i think it could just be his stick I think it's maybe just like mm. how he uses his stick, but I, I can't imagine that 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 can continue. Like you've got to get that coached out of you. Um, but we'll see. I'm I'm not yet at film on him from this past season. I'm only in his rookie year. Uh, I'm not watching every minute, but I'm watching a lot. So I'll, I'll have more for you on Middlestad uh, soon enough. And uh, little mock draft I saw on the Sabers at eight. I don't know if you like this or not. Marco Rossi, uh, Austrian center plays for Ottawa in the uh, in the OHL 59179 he is small but skilled center from Austria how does that sound for you eight not knowing anything about the player <laughs> well i i kind of throw like players heights out the window now um mm-hmm. just the well, way the especially game's changed. especially if it's a number 2 center yeah and just the way the games change like it just yeah. it's not like we've seen small guys thrive for oh, years yeah. now we used to obsess so it really doesn't matter yeah like yeah. Johnny Goudreau is like a star mm-hmm. and he's tiny. Um, I'm trying yeah. to think of other like bunch of little guys like Brad oh, Marchand. Brad like, Marchand. He's yeah. a stud and he's little and he can still throw his weight around. Yeah. Like 180 is 180 is like not minuscule. as an 18 year old. As an 18 year old, like he he'll probably gain like 10 pounds. I'd imagine be almost yeah. 200 pounds. Like he'll be yeah. pretty stocky. Like I think he'll be okay. Mm hmm. Um, all right. Well, let's get into uh, the Sabers. Five uh, five NHL teams that should make an offer for Jack Eichel. This guy, uh, Brad <laughs> Barriman from Fansided, put together five trades that he created uh, on Fansided.com that team should offer the Sabres for Eichel. We'll get into that in just a second, but first I want to tell you about rockauto.com, a family business serving auto part customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They got everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet, whether it's for your classic or daily driver. Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique, remarkably easy to navigate, quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand specifications and prices that you prefer go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box that they know that we sent you amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com joe dibiase jordan hanskin back here on the locked on sabers podcast all right five trades that teams should offer the Buffalo Sabres for Jack Eichel, according to Brad Berriman of Fansided. And his number five trade is the Carolina Hurricanes. In this deal, the Hurricanes get Jack Eichel. And obviously, we should maybe we should even start with this. The, the Sabres are not trading Jack Eichel, and they're not even close to probably ever trading Jack Eichel. Uh, this is years down the road if, if things continue to go as, wor- as bad as they possibly could. Uh, but anyways... Nino Niederreiter, Vincent Trocek, and a first-round pick for Jack Eichel. Deal or no deal? No deal. Uh, well, I mean, it sounds so good. Uh, <laughs> I'll say no deal for that. I think that I imagine the starting point 
at least with pick compensation, it has to be like three first. At least, right? What was what was Kessel? Like, I'm trying Ooh. to think of like the biggest ransoms. Like, yeah. What well, was Kessel? And Kessel's not even close to the player Jack Eichel is. Kessel was traded for two first round picks and a second round pick. Yeah, like it, it at least has to start with that compensation plus prospects. Yeah, like at it's least. a five piece deal. I don't, I don't know. Again, this is not something that's going to happen, and this is not something they should even consider. And that's why uh, it would never happen. It's because the Sabers' asking price would be insanely high. Right. Um. But hey, Brad's giving it a shot here. The Tampa Bay Lightning give up Tyler Johnson, Ryan McDonough. And a first round pick in 2021 or 2022, he says, uh, for Jack Eichel. Oh. But, and, and by the way, looking at Tampa Bay, like Ryan McDonough is not like some hot commodity that you should want. He is a 31 year old defenseman who has eight years left on his seven, seven years left on his contract at $6.75 million. Like that's not a contract that you would want to inherit. So it's almost like the Sabres are taking on a, ba- a slightly bad deal, a good player, but a bad deal. And you're getting Tyler Johnson. Who's like, you know, they, they've been trying to trade Tyler Johnson for three years. Um, this is like one of those that I don't feel like this guy understands hockey all that well, because there's no, there's no like grade a asset in here. A first round pick from Tampa is going to be bottom of the first round anyway. Yeah. Especially, especially you, if they get Jack Eichel. What would you would, what would needed to be added to Kucherov for Eichel? Mm. I don't even think the Sabres would do Kucherov for Eichel straight up. No, they wouldn't be. Well, I don't think they would because Eichel's a center and he's three right. years younger. Um, Kucherov, a first and Johnson, Sergachev. Yeah, I do. Okay. I, I start to think you're it's center. You, you, you you're shot that. it's center if you do that. You're well, shot. No, it. we, you, we you need a center back. Oh <laughs> we got Reinhardt or, or uh, Marco Rothi. <laughs> Moving on to the Flyers, Eichel goes for Shane Gostaspier, Sean Couturier, and a first round pick. Did, did this guy? Okay, so did this guy like just like wake up like from like a four year coma uh, or something like a three year coma? Like maybe I remember. I remember like three years ago, like the Shane Gostaspier, Sean Couturier thing was like massive, <laughs> and like they're still yes. like. They're still like decent players, but their their reputation has gone down a lot. Like, and I'm starting to think he literally came out of like a three year coma because like he still thinks Ryan McDonough is a hot thing. Yeah, Goss I think Spear, we figured this out. I think we Goss, figured him out. Gossespierre is not yeah some hot commodity either. I love Couturier a lot. I would love to see them trade for him. His last two years have have actually been uh, well before this year. The two years before this year were his best seasons in the league. Um, but again, we're not talking about a guy that's going to replace Jack Eichel at all. Uh, and that's why just like, what? Like I would only trade him if you're getting Nathan McKinnon or Connor McDavid back. That's where I've been at. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But before we continue, uh, are these trade, these trade, this one's supposed to be better than the other two. I think so. Like that's how it's like a ranking, right? I think it's a ranking. Yeah. Um, no, it's just a list. I guess. <laughs> oh, it's not okay. It's not like Bleacher Report where they do the ranking. And you have to do the slideshow the whole time. Yeah, that's yeah, and then um, <laughs> oh my god, this is the one I can't. I keep staring at it. This is going. 
anyone I'm going to give up for this guy? And the answer is Mike Weber, Tyler Ennis, and a second-round pick. This is going to be the new version of that. The Sabres send Eichel to Montreal for Max Domi and a second-round pick. <laughs> well, you can't give him a first if you're giving up Domi. <laughs> right. Like, okay, time out. How do you think that Max Domi is, like, so – is more valuable – to, like than Sean Couturier or Tyler Johnson, even like he is on the same level at least, but he had one good year. Like he had a 70 point season with Montreal in 2018, 2019, but otherwise he's been like a 40 to 50 point player in the league is his stats. That would be like trading Sam Reinhardt in a second round pick for Jack Eichel to me. <laughs> yeah. But his, his dad, get this. His dad was, was a, was a fighter. Back in the 90s. <laughs> and then finally, uh, the Oilers pair up Connor oh. McDavid and Jack Eichel as a 1-2 <laughs> down the middle. Uh, and Drysaddle becomes their third-line center, maybe. I don't know. If this is the NBA, that's, that's a trade that they block. <laughs> yes. And the, and the, Sabres, like the Sabres get Ryan Nugent Hopkins, a, tw- a first-round pick, Andreas Anthonisiu, who they just got the trade deadline for like a third, and then Brandon Manning, who was like an AHL defenseman. It's not. That's that one's the worst one. <laughs> that's the worst one. That's worse than Domi in a second. Well, no, but that one's like. There's no way the Oilers <laughs> the would block it. There's no way the Sabres would trade Jack Eichel to the Oilers. That's like NHL, like 2000. That's like NHL video game stuff. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. It's amazing. So there it is. I love That's this guy. Five trades by Brad Behrman, who, I, from what I could tell, does not write about the NHL very often because his latest articles on okay. Fansided are Mets and Ryan Zimmerman and Cam Newton. So I'll cut him a break. I don't think he's really a hockey guy. Yeah. Uh, maybe someone at Fansided just threw it his way and said, hey, can you write a Jack Eichel <laughs> trade article? But, man, it, I hope he's not a hockey guy because these were, like, woof with these five trades. Yeah. <laughs> That's like the first trade I send out. Like when I play the video game, like, yeah, right. I'm going to trade max Domi in a second. Let's see, see what superstar I can get for. Him. Yeah. That's it's, it's insane. <laughs> All right. Well, we had our fun with that. Uh, we had our fun with the draft lottery as well. Thanks everybody for listening. And uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow. This has been the lockdown Sabres podcast with Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin, part of the lockdown podcast. Network.